get chasing better. No matter where I go, I want you to know that I'm out here chasing better. I'm gonna take this far. Today is where I start. In my home, I'm better. Every day, I'm better. What can I say I'm better? I'm chasing better, better, better. better. In my life, I'm better. Living dreams, I'm better. What do I mean? I'm better. I'm chasing better, 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 better. Hey there, everybody. This is Corey Baker, and we are so excited to have you on another edition. This is episode number 16 of the Chasing Better podcast. If you have never heard of me, I'll forgive you this once, but my name is Corey, and I am a coach. I'm an author. I'm a podcast host, and I'm somebody that I think you'd like to be friends with. I definitely enjoy coming to you every single week, bringing some value yeah, sometimes it's just me. Sometimes I have some guests that have really done some pretty awesome stuff in the uh, entrepreneur space, and I love sharing other people's stories and how they've been able to win so that we can help you win as well. So if this is something that adds value to you today, I really encourage you to click the subscribe button. We're on all the different places where podcasts are found. We're on iTunes. We're on uh, we, we are on Spotify, we're on Google, all the different places where you can listen to podcasts. You'll find us there. So hit like and give us a review if it's something that you think is really helpful to you. And obviously share it with your social media if it's something that you think is a great listen, which I am very, very confident that it will be. Today I have a uh, great friend and uh, someone that is going to be helping me in some areas in my life too in the very, very near future. But someone that uh, honestly has just um, come into Julian, our, uh, Julian, my life here recently through uh, networking and, and just through a mutual friend and we met up and uh, had some coffee. Well, she had coffee and I think I had something girly like a, like a strawberry drink or a water or a, I don't know, something super girly. And, uh, and we, we formed a connection and ever since then we've... Uh, um, and we've been great friends. Our families have been connected. And uh, yeah, so I have with me uh, my great friend, Becca Pike, who is the CEO, just boss extraordinaire of Massage Strong in Lexington, Kentucky, which is a booming business in the massage industry, and also a, uh, a coach, a lifestyle business mindset coach. Uh, with something she started called Hell Yes Coaching, and that is my good friend Becca Pike. Becca, glad to have you. Hey, Corey. Thank you so much. I'm super excited to be here. And one correction, on our first meeting, you showed up with your girly drink, mm -hmm. and I showed up with my own travel potato soup because I'm super classy. You are classy. We we have that in common. Do you remember? I do. I, you know, I remember where I first, so we met in Whole Foods, and uh, I remember thinking, you're taller than I thought you were. Um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, we just, you know, we, we hit it off right at that moment and just kind of started in and, you know, started sharing stories. And it's kind of a fun story because I can't even believe we're still friends. But, you know, we your family actually came over, like, a week after we met, and that led to something pretty bad for everyone. I don't know if you want to share that. 
Oh yeah, we all got the flu. Everyone. Um, I'm pretty sure I brought it to you. Yeah, like yeah, I don't know. Except your wife, right? She stayed healthy. Didn't yeah, she, she stayed every. So we, you, you brought four kids over. We have two. Everyone got sick except Julie. So I don't know what she's doing. Probably need to all have her on a podcast one time and ask her what her secret is because we all got like Ebola. Oh my um, gosh. I was out literally, literally for five and a half weeks because my flu morphed into double lung pneumonia. It was And crazy. you broke a rib and it was just, yeah. Yeah, so, so I'm never coming over again. I know. Well, it's, it's crazy. But well... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know when people are listening to this, but you guys are. But we're filming or we're recording this prior to Super Bowl Sunday. But uh, you guys are coming over Super Bowl Sunday, and so I won't be offended at all if you bring like just tubs of Lysol with you. Like if you feel like, hey, that's just might be p- part of what caused it. Um, it, it. I will not take offense to that. So you do what you got to do. So funny. I might be one of the weird people on the planet that really loves building my immune system and my microbiome. I'm like a super into health. And um, I say, bring on, bring on the virus. Yeah, bring it on. Yeah. So you just kind of be that guy that just, or that guy, that, that person that plays with, uh, with dirt. You know, actually funny story. Like we, so I'm like super good at first impressions. Um, you know, you came over to our house and you got the flu and I like tagged you on social media, called your husband by the wrong name. I mean, it's just been, I just called you a man. Like, this is just really starting off well. And I could go back and start over, but I'm just, I'm not going to do that. We're just going to roll with it. But you also brought Chipotle to my house when I was sick. And that I did do that. That I wins did, all the games. I did, I did uh, bring you Chipotle, and we introduced you to some pretty fun games that I see that your family is now playing as well. So yeah. I feel like we, we've kind of turned turned the chapter and gotten through the the all the possible things that could go wrong, and now we're here. A hundred percent, absolutely. So, um, love to hear a little of your story and have you just kind of share it with everybody uh, listening. Um, maybe just take a you know we'll get into starting massage strong and starting coaching here in just a bit, but. Maybe bring us up to speed a little on just you and, and introduce us to to you and your story. And I know that, you know, into college and things like that, that things weren't always like banging for you and you had some challenges. And I think that kind of leads to where we are today. But maybe just share a little with us, uh, like your kind of your uh, Cliff Notes version of your life leading to the, 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 the time that you emerged from your mom. Don't go to that. Don't go to, don't go into that much detail. But like up until like when you started Massage Strong, like just talk a little bit about the challenges that you've been through. Yeah, um, I am a former hot mess. I mean, mm-hmm. if we're going to go into that, like I, I think that I, I, I went to high school, I went to college. I've always been athletic. So I've always had that discipline in my life. I feel like I've always fallen back on the discipline of, of health and exercise and just being an athlete. But nonetheless, when it came to, and I've always been a hard worker, I think, too. I've always been, there's always been a little bit of entrepreneurial spirit in my blood. Even when I can trace back to, like, being a kid, like, I remember always wanting to do yard sales. And, like, I would, like, paint pictures and try to sell it to my mom. I was, like, hustling my mom for money for my stuff. Mm -hmm. And I even started a business when I was 14 cleaning houses. um, And I would go around and clean houses And I got to a point where I had too much demand. So I started hiring my friends to clean the houses for me. And I would like take a cut of it. I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea that that was called contract work or business owning or anything. I just was just doing what made sense to me. um, And it made sense for me not to clean all the houses. But nonetheless, um, aside from that, I think I always had 
a bit of trouble with authority and having a boss. Mm -hmm. um, and when I say that, I think a lot of people get this idea that when you have trouble with authority, that you're just like this hellion. And I wasn't, I was actually a fantastic employee growing up um, as a teenager. I've been working my whole life, but I always showed up on time. I took my jobs very seriously, but I had a really hard time um, just being under someone else's reins. And that always showed through in my life. I also then I went to college. I um, was very much in the party scene. I was very much into going out into the clubs and my friends and drinking and like going to class was just kind of like a side thought for me. <laughs> um, and then I graduated college and I had no idea what I was going to do with my life. I continued to be a server at a restaurant, which is something that I did throughout high school and college and well after after college. Um, and I basically just kept serving. And I remember just thinking, what am I doing with my life? Like all my friends are going to grad school or they're starting their careers. They're just doing something with themselves. And I'm still here at this restaurant. And uh, I ended up freaking out and doing what anybody would do. I moved overseas to right. Bali, Indonesia, and I spent some time over there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I came back several months later and went back to restaurant work. And that's when it really hit me. That's when I was like, okay, I am now 24 years old. I'm still in the same restaurant and something's got to give. And so I went to massage school. Well, that's really great. So you, you went to massage school, you, you started learning how to do that. You, you kind of have this this background where you're like, you know, I'm, I'm a good employee, but I've, I've got a little authority issue. So I, I kind of feel this pull to be an entrepreneur. So what kind of led you to say, okay, not, and, and by the way, maybe tell, I know you're not supposed to ask this, but, but I ask everything. So um, maybe tell everybody how, I mean, you're, are you 30? How old are you? Yeah, 31. 31. Okay. No, it's close. So you're 31, which, you know, to, to be a, you know, an entrepreneur with two extremely successful businesses at 31 is, is amazing. But how do you go from being, going to massage school, becoming a massage therapist to then deciding, Hey, why don't I just open my own studio? Well, honestly, I think it was just some very basic realizations. Like I went to massage school and had no thought on being a business owner. I completely glossy eyed over the business courses that they made us take because I just had, I just, it was so funny because like looking back now, I had so much entrepreneurialism in my blood from the time I was a kid, but I never like connected it that I was going to do this. Like, I just didn't know what it was. I didn't really have a mentor or anyone in my, in my life that kind of showed me what was in my future if I wanted it to be, you know? So anyway, I went to school and I just didn't listen to any of the business classes and I got my first job at a chiropractic office and this guy he he was a good chiropractor he had me working from like 7 a.m to 7 p.m six days a week and it was just it was like factory work it was the most physical thing ever you know a cut of it and on sundays he allowed me to see my own clients and keep a hundred percent because on Sundays he was closed and he was like, you know, you can, you can do whatever, just, you can have the massage room. And so I started massaging people and keeping a hundred percent and realizing that I was making more on a Sunday 
than I would make throughout the whole week in my like laborious factory like work setting. So it became very quickly obvious to me like, oh, what am I doing? I can fill my books on a Sunday. I could technically take off the rest of the week and still make the same amount that I would make working for him. And so I went and I rented this little space in the back of this old nasty warehouse. And it was awful, by the way. I had people coming in and they were like, didn't want to touch anything (laughs) because it was just such an old crapshoot of a place. And I remember I kept telling them like one day, guys, I'm going to have a real massage studio. Just wait. You're, you're going to love it. And then they were, for some reason they believed me and they just kept coming back. And so I started massage strong and this was not that long ago. You know, I mean, we're talking like four years ago, four and a half years ago at this point. And it now we have a total of 23 people working for us and we just built a brand new facility downtown in the heart of Lexington at the distillery district and it is absolutely booming we've got a second location in the works we see um, we saw over 7,000 appointments in the last 12 months so I know that that's a big jump and I didn't take you through the whole story but like that's how that's how quick it grew and how drastic it was. So what would you say, cause I know that there's a lot of people out there that are wanting to start businesses, whether it's a work from home type of a business or, you know, maybe they have a passion for things like massage or for, for things like just helping others or adding value. Um, what would you say has been like one of some of the biggest keys to expansive growth, ex- especially in your uh, massage business? Growing my mind was huge. Whenever I had that realization at the chiropractor's office and I was like, okay, I've got two roads here. Like I can obviously make more money and have more freedom if I become an entrepreneur. And from that moment, I started reading every book, listening to every podcast. I hired a business coach. I did everything I possibly could to get out of my comfort zone to learn as much as possible. One thing that I do feel like I have innately is this ability to take risks. Like I truly, I can't even tell you how many times I've just zeroed out my bank account in order to um, grow my business for whatever reason at the time. I love taking risks. It's not that I love taking risks. Let me reassess. Taking risks is scary to everyone. Yeah. But I was hungry to grow. And it doesn't matter how successful you are. It doesn't matter if you are running a multi-billion dollar company taking risks is still scary, but it's a muscle that you can grow and improve and, and it can, it can be less painful every time, but I love taking risks. And if I was talking to anyone that wanted to be an entrepreneur, I would tell them get comfortable with failure, get comfortable with taking risks, but number one, grow your mind and grow your business. And I mean, grow your mind and grow your grow your knowledge of business. So t- let's talk about that whole idea of, of getting comfortable with failure. Cause I think that's something that a lot of people tend to avoid. You know, we, we are taught as uh, you know, it's just kind of innately taught to us that we run away from things that we're afraid of. We don't run towards them. And I think there's a lot of people that are afraid of failing. I think they take it too personally. So this idea of, of embracing failure and, and running away from it, I know you guys have had some setbacks. I mean, we were walking through your studio and, you talking about how they, they almost had to shut it all down because of one little thing, like they had to build these walls a certain height. And, you know, how, how have you guys been able to truly chase failure and embrace it instead of being afraid of it? 
Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think it's very, it's, it's very key to realize why we don't want to fail. Like we are a species, the human population has grown through um, being connected in small communities, in small villages or tribes. And the human brain has literally evolved to have a very specific reason to want to fit in and to want to be liked. Because if you weren't, or if you, you stepped out of bounds or made the wrong move, then you could be exiled from the village, right? Which always meant death. This is how we evolved as humans. So our brains can't comprehend that we aren't in that position anymore. Like now, if someone doesn't like us, they just like unfriend us on Facebook or something, right? right? And like, that's about it. There is no dying in the cold by yourself anymore. But our brains still comprehend that. They still believe that, it still believes that that's what's gonna happen. So right. we are built to really care about what people think. And it's not mm -hmm. something that you can just remove from yourself. It's not something that you can just say, okay, I'm gonna take this piece out, but it is something that you can override. And I watch people that want to grow their business or they want to start a business, but they're so afraid of what people will think, whether that's their mom, their dad, their coworkers, their kids, um, other people. A lot of people deal with imposter syndrome, which is just feeling like you're not equipped enough to give the, the value that you're trying to give, right? Um, so with failure, I think realizing why your brain works the way it does so that you, because awareness is key, right? Knowledge is key, but then also watching it as it goes through life, making decisions and decide if that decision is based on fear from an evolutionary standpoint, just being worried of what other people think of you, or if it's an actual valid fear that needs to be assessed. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I, I think it totally does. And I, I agree with you. I think that, that, that there's a lot of people that just kind of feel that, that sense of, of, of fear. And, and I think social media has made this even more so. I think many of us are, are incredibly image conscious. I mean, I work with a ton of clients that really have big fears of like going on live, face, you know, going on Facebook Live or going on Instagram Live just because they, they don't, they're just, they're, they're petrified of that. And um, I feel like yeah. in, in a lot of ways, um, it's, it's impossible to make an impact without pissing somebody off. Like, I, I don't know if it's possible to do that. Um, and so I think yeah, there's absolutely. a lot of people that don't want to do that. Therefore, they just kind of sit on their hands. Well, and going back to the social media thing, I see people that like have built some type of audience um, from something else. Like, let's say that they... Um, we're a real estate agent, but now they want to be a health coach, right? So like they're, they literally are afraid to change because they're like, oh, my real estate audience is going to, what are they going to think? Mm -hmm. What are they going to, what are they going to think about? Me? And my, my first thought is, wow, you just built yourself a prison. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you expect is going to happen at this point? If you can't branch off from your real estate audience, like, are you, did you just build yourself the walls of a prison that you're going to stay in now forever? Like we have to be able to assess it from a place of understanding that we don't have to belong in any certain group. We can, we can dance all over every group and we can just be who we are as people. And maybe we're the person that owns several businesses and we get to prance around to all of those audiences. Um, but putting the walls up and creating a prison for yourself is just one of the best ways to rabbit hole you into doing nothing and being afraid to change. Yeah. So I know that coaching and, and, you know, you getting to a place and, you know, this is obviously a soft spot for me because of, you know, what, what I do. And I know that there are many different facets of, 
of, of coaching. So maybe take us through why has having a personal coach impacted you so much and why did you just, cause it's not like you went to life coach school or business coach school. You just figured it out. So, um, how, wh- how has coaching being coached impacted you and why did you decide to then take on this experience of coaching others? Having a coach has been absolutely life-changing and I have a hard time even verbalizing how big of a shift it has created for me. Um, And here's the thing, my coach is amazing and is very well respected, but the true reason that having a coach can work so well is purely for the fact of having an accountability partner that has been through it before you. You have a whiteboard that you bounce ideas off of and they allow you and they give you permission sometimes just as people like we need someone to tell us that our idea is okay. And that's okay. You know, like you, a lot of people think that when you own a business or you start a business, like all of a sudden you have all the answers or you just feel really confident about the answers that you do have. And that's not the case. Like to be able to get on a phone call with my coach and say, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm doing. And just use her as a whiteboard and as an accountability partner. And then what she does and what I do for my clients is basically I'm able to show them my clients, their thoughts. And she's able to show me my thoughts from a third party unbiased perspective. She's able to see, see what I'm verbalizing, remove it and put it under a light to study it. And a lot of times just by doing that, just by breaking down what I'm saying and what I'm feeling, we're able to see where I'm staying small and where I'm holding myself back. And so I'm able to do that with my clients as well. I'm able to just, because a lot of times when you're in the arena, battling your battles and going through life and doing all the scary things, you can't see what you would otherwise know. You can't see it because it's yours and it feels so true. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I think it, I think it does. Absolutely. And you know, I always come back to, cause we coach with different type of arenas. I focus primarily on, health and and yours is, you know, lots of different things, lifestyle, business mindset, just lots of different areas. It's, it's a little more broad than what we do, but coaching is coaching. And, um, one of the things that has really been a game changer for us is this idea that there's a reason people are talking to a coach, whether it's in health or anything. And that is if you could have done what you wanted on your own, you'd have done it already, right? You would, you would have the income you desire. You would have the life, the body, the, whatever you desire. You don't, that's the reason you don't have it. And, and, uh, you know, that's the purpose for coaching. So talk a little bit, cause we got a few more minutes here. Talk a little bit about like how you started, um, this process of just deciding, Hey, I'm going to become a life coach. And how did that happen? And you call it hell yes coaching. Why? Like what, what was like the, the premise behind that? Well, I believe that everyone should be living a life where every decision that they make feels like a hell yes to them. And hell yes, coaching is more coaches than just me. So when I became a coach, I hired on other coaches. I wanted coaches that were expertise in other areas. So I have on my team health coaches, marriage coaches, parenting coaches, divorce coaches, business coaches, all of that stuff. Um, but when like I decided, sex coaches. Do what? You have like sex coaches. Yeah, we have a sexual wellness coach. So for people that are in partnerships that want to have a better sex life, this is, you know, it's so funny because people don't realize what you can do with a coach. Like 
ever since I learned what life coaching is, I am going to forever have a coach for the rest of my life. No matter what season I'm going through, it almost gives me this just like peace of mind that there is someone out there that has lived their life and put their entire life into the expertise of this one thing, whatever that is. And whatever I need in life, that there's probably a coach for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just super excited with the entire industry, but it was a funny story. So whenever I was growing massage strong, I became obsessed with business books and business, everything. And I had friends that were coming to me and saying like, you know, Becca, every time we sit and have coffee, like you inspire me so much to grow my business and I love it so much. And like, I want more of it, but we only have coffee like every three months. Like, how can I, how can I basically have more of this and how can you monetize it <laughs> yeah how did yeah and i went home to mark my husband who's awesome said, by the way mark if you're listening uh, you're the best yeah. mark is literally the best human ever so he's really the reason this is all successful i just run around and he like cleans up all my messes behind me yeah, he's great <laughs> he so i went home to him and i was like hey you know i've got this talent I've got this way of like pulling the best out of people. And I know I have it. I've had it since I was a kid. Like I I can see it now. Everything's like making sense to me. And I've helped all these people lose hundreds of pounds. And I've helped all these people grow their businesses. And like, I've literally helped people save their marriage. And what do I do with this? Like, how do I, what is this called? Like, how can they hire me to like be a friend? And he was like, Becca, that's called life coaching. And I was like, no, that's not it. Like, that's <laughs> not, that's dumb. That's a real thing. I found out what a life coach was. Like the minute that I found out what it was, I had like three or four signed up clients within 24 hours because I just contacted everyone that I knew wanted to hire me or didn't know that they wanted to hire me. And I poured my heart into them and told them what I was doing and what adventure I was going on and that I wanted to become a coach. And they all, um, most of them signed up. A lot of them didn't, of course, but we're really good with rejection here at Hell Yes Coaching. So yeah. that's, that's part of the course. So you, so wait, so you mean to tell me that not everyone you've asked or talked to about coaching has said yes to coaching? Oh my gosh. I tell myself to, I tell myself just as a basic baseline, I need to go out and get 30 no's before I get a yes. Mm. It's not always the case, of course. Like sometimes I'll get three, five, six yeses in a row and it's like I need to play the lottery. But like I know for a fact that there are way more no's out there than there are yeses at this point in my life. And so I just take that as food for thought. And every time I get a no, I just tell myself like, wow, I'm just so much closer to a yes. Because I believe so deeply in coaching that I don't believe that I'm just selling for selling. Like I believe that I am selling someone a complete change in their life. And the, the better that I can get at selling, the more people are going to expand their horizons. And I feel like that's my duty now. Yeah. I I love that idea. You know, I I read this book once where it was talked, it talked about how you pay for yeses with no's that, you know, in our industry, whether it's with coaching or you're starting a business or anything like that, um, no is just part of the deal. You know, sometimes we drive by and see all these cars in the Lowe's parking lot or the Target parking lot. We're like, man, that place is packed. But have you ever stopped to think about how many cars are driving past Target right now? How many people um, are driving past whatever your favorite store is, whatever your favorite movie is, whatever your favorite restaurant is? People are, there's more people not going than are. It's just the way it goes. So 
we got one time, we got time for just one, you know, final deal. And I'm a little disappointed because you told me at the beginning, you asked for permission to swear and you haven't swore yet. So I'm a little disappointed in that. No, I'm um, like sweating bullets trying yeah. not to drop all the cuss words right now. Yeah. Well, yeah. And we don't have to, we, we don't have to like go into it. Cause you, you asked me if my audience was okay with swearing. I said, you could say what you want. Just don't say these two words. And I told you what two words those were. And so you, you've been good, but you literally, you, you can say whatever, you, whatever you want um, with, with that, those two exceptions. Um, but, um, and even those two exceptions, if, if, if it fits, then you say it, but, um, what, what is, you know, if, if you're someone that is out there that is just contemplating, like, should I do this? Like, I don't have the money for a coach. Like they're kind of in that scarcity mindset. Like what's some just two to three minute advice that you can get to someone today to get over their self and to get just fed up with the life that they're currently living and get a coach and start moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll start with a little bit more of an abstract thought, which is, is this something, is this change that you're wanting to make in your life? Is this something that is haunting you? Is this something that isn't going away? You know, is this something that you stay up at night thinking about, or is this something that you've been thinking about for years? Um, is it something that if you don't pursue, are you going to regret it? Um, and if you're already in the industry that you want to grow, have you exhausted all your options? before you give up, like if you're at that point where you're just like stagnant, where are you? So that's, that's the more abstract thought. Like, is this something that you're willing to just be done with? Or is it something that you need to continue to exhaust your options to see exactly where you can go? Like one of the biggest, most depressing things in life is feeling that you have potential, but not reaching it. And I think that that was me in college, right? When I was drinking a ton and partying a ton, Looking back at it now, I think I've always had a ton of potential and I think I'm tapping into it now in my late twenties and early thirties. And I think that the girl that was partying so hard felt the pain of having potential and not reaching it. And I know that that speaks to so many people in your audience because there are so many people out there that know that they were meant for more. They can just feel it like in their bones. They can feel that they are supposed to be doing something and they just don't know what to do about it. That that is a perfect recipe for hiring a coach to be able to help you get past that. And then other than that, the less abstract thought, I would just say, go look on some websites and some Facebook pages and look at reviews, you know? So for me, for example, like I've had lots of clients like double and triple their income. That's not, you know, always the case. It's not something that I promise, but I've seen it happen several times. It's not because I'm a genius. It's because I'm, really good at being an accountability partner and you have no ceilings when you have someone that is like holding your hands um, and helping you reach your goals but also the only person in your life that kind of puts a boot in your ass whenever it's needed right yeah which is necessary so hey congrats on getting that one in I, I, you said you were going to drop at least two you, you got one in and that's just, i'm really proud of you that's really fantastic <laughs> um so if somebody wants to follow you follow your journey, your, your hilarity, your just, you know, some of the stuff that you, you know, you, you, you put something on uh, Facebook the other day about, or on your Instagram story about like what your daughter said to you when you walked out of the shower, like just you, you like, you like leave nothing. You, you, you talk about anything, everything. It's like, there is no topic on your social media, on your Instagram, on your stories that is off limits. It's just like, if, if you want like the real stuff, Follow Becca. So how do they find you? 
That is so funny. I actually uh, told my husband I was going to post something and he said, you know what, that's a little too much. Like, let's just rein it back. I was like, okay, I think you're right. <laughs> but you're right. I think we need more of that in life. Um, if there's one know, thing that you don't do, it's rein it back. I don't know of any area of your life that you were like, I rein that back. I mean, that's one of the things I love about you. You're just like, there's, there's, there's zero rein it back which I love. Oh man, I feel like that's a true statement, but that's, that might, maybe that's my superpower, you know? Maybe yeah, you don't, rain it, you don't rain it back. Love don't it. rain it back. So okay, anyway, so how do you find follow you? Me, yes, if you want to follow, if you want to directly contact me, you can always email Becca at hellyescoachingonline.com. You can follow me at one Becca Pike on Instagram. Um, and then you can just check out my website, my reviews, all of that at hellyescoachingonline.com. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you so much for jumping on with us and Looking forward to the future and just creating connections with our families and uh, really a cool thing. I, I love the Lexington community. I love meeting different people and uh, really just excited for the future. So thanks for jumping on. Awesome. Thank you so much, Corey. I was super happy to be here. All right, everybody. Well, I hope this was helpful to you today. I hope that you got some inspiration, that you uh, found something within you to stop avoiding failure and to maybe look at yourself and say, hey, what's something that I need to do to get better in my life? Is it time to maybe bring on a coach? You've tried for so long to live the life that you're currently living and maybe you find yourself stuck in that same prison that Becca was talking about and it's time to jump out of it. So if this podcast, if this episode specifically has Im impacted you in any way, uh, share it with somebody. Sure would love to have more ears listening to what we're doing on a weekly basis. Again, my name's Corey. This is the Chasing Better podcast, and I hope that you have a fantastic week as you do whatever you can to chase the best version of you. Have a good one, everybody. See, no more fears are moved by peers. I dry my tears. Cause I'm right here See I'm singing and dancing Loving, outlasting Striving, providing I widen my horizon I'm chasing better Chasing better 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 I'm chasing better